What's going on guys? And thanks for tuning in to episode number 14 of my Digital Talk podcast. In this episode, I've decided to shake things up a little bit as I'm accompanied by Florent Lemens, the head of social for Central Queensland University. So how are you doing there, Flo? Hi, Lachlan, how are you doing? I'm great. That's um, not really perfect weather in Brisbane. Um, that's really rainy, but I think that's, uh, that's okay. We use winter time here in Australia. Yeah. Perfect podcasting weather. Yeah. Um, so this week, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, social media, uh, your role at CQ University, um, some of the new hot topics in social media, and also personal branding, because I know that's something that we're both pretty passionate about. Um, so I guess do you want to tell the audience a little bit about your background in social and I guess who you are, where you're from and what you're doing yeah. now? Um, so I'm Flo, Senior Digital Officer at um, CQ University of Australia. CQ University of Australia is about um, 20, 20, 20 plus um, location in Australia. Um, we are one of the largest university and regional university uh, and my role is as Senior Digital Officer to try to look after social media um, for a company um, really dispersed in, in the country uh, with different audiences and really different messaging as well. So my role is really to coordinate all that social media presence for the university. Um, I can't say I'm alone, I'm part of the digital marketing team, uh, about four five people in the digital marketing team um, and the marketing team is about 40 people and all so I work closely with a lot of internal stakeholders from you know the communication team to the alumni team, um, international and, and so on. Um, so I do a lot of stakeholder management to really understand within the uni what they want to um, post on social media, how they want to post on social media and, and do a lot of um, social media education. Um, that's quickly um, what my role um, entails. Um, as you can hear, I'm French. Um, I've been living in Australia for the last um, six years. Um, and why social? I think I always loved um, connecting with people and really building um, relationships and, and audiences. And when I came in 2012 here in Brisbane, and I've had experience with digital, not really social, uh, but it was really the time that Instagram was um, kind of new and Facebook was not even 1 billion um, users and also, also a new um, work environment for me. So I really took that as, as a main um, advantage and really shaped my um, career here in Australia as a more social media person than, than digital. So um, yeah, that's basically in a, in a nutshell why, why social media and about me. Definitely, no, definitely the right industry and kind of area to get into. Um, so being at CQ University, it's a national renowned university. Um, has there been any particular social campaigns that you've helped bring to life or been a part of that anyone, one of the listeners would know about? I think there are a lot. Um, I think the, the, the one that um, I work at the moment is open day so as I said that's 20 um, plus location in, in Australia and there are a lot of open days even so that's what I'm working at the moment is developing that um, all open days um, strategy um, uh, and, and that's definitely something um, challenging for us to um, talk to everyone uh, we have a large um, 
distance education cohort as well and not only on campus so you have to think of, of those people as well when you build your social media campaign and your strategy um, and not not really specifically I think Open Days is the largest um, for us and, and our team and to really put together in the way that um, everyone can understand why they should um, study um, at, at the uni and why they first should come to uh, an Open Days um, as well. Beautiful. Um, and I guess a question on that topic as well is, are there any particular platforms that you guys prioritize over others? I mean, you are, you know, in that kind of industry itself, um, but, you know, are you finding that Instagram is working better than LinkedIn or...? As I mentioned before, as the in the intro is, we have multiple um, target audience, um, and they are from you know alumni to um, partners and communities, and also prospective and current students. So that basically, in terms of platform, uh, means that we are on the big four platform plus plus. Other, uh, but Facebook is you know uh, one of our biggest in terms of audience. Oh, wow. um, now um, Instagram has been really good for us in terms of engagement um, as well. Uh, while actually Twitter and LinkedIn are definitely towards that that communities um, um, messages and, and audiences. Uh, and LinkedIn has been working really well for us since they released video as well. So yeah, our video are really good views have really good views on LinkedIn versus other platforms. So interesting how um, things shifted in the last year or so in terms of video. Definitely. Um, and I think, as you mentioned, Instagram being a big player now these days, like it has shifted quite a lot, which I guess we should dive into kind of what we're here to talk about today, which is specifically more so around what you're doing with Instagram, because I know that you're really passionate about stories. Um, which I know for a fact that probably a year, two years ago, you know, we're really, we were just seeing Snapchat introduce that. Um, I, for one, didn't see the growth that they, or the potential that they would have. But now, you know, I'm engaging personally myself with more stories than feed content. Um, and I think it is that coming that way for businesses as well. So do you want to tell me a bit about like what you're doing with Instagram stories and what's driving some good engagement for you guys? Yeah. Um... I think Insta story and, and story in general are, are something that drives a lot of um, engagement on social media, not only for CQUNI, for you know all brands as well. Um, you know that's really story storytelling approach is really important when you um, craft your message and you know make sure that they, um, there is um, there is um, a beginning, a middle, and and an end where there is also your call to action. Um, what Mark Zuckerberg um, really mentioned um, earlier this year when they shifted, or actually um, a bit before, when they shifted all the algorithm with Facebook and released new um, product on Insta, is the stories is the future of social media. So now people consume a lot of um, stories, and I mean Instagram stories or Facebook stories, um, and that's definitely the way um, it goes for. Facebook, Insta, how they developed also their, their um, product as well. So that's really important to think of stories as the storytelling approach, but also as more Instagram stories and, and the way that they prioritize that internally. Um, for me, stories 
and for, for, for the uni or brands in general is having that full um, full experience and that mobile experience, full screen, um, and now vertical with the release of Instagram TV, um, what, one, two weeks ago now? Oh, say a week ago, um, yeah. So, you know, all that vertical video shift is really important and really, um, I think you really connect with that content on your mobile yeah. rather than obviously on, on the laptop or on the TV. I think that's really something that close um, close to you in terms of um, really messaging. And also that's something that um, talked um, at you and not to you. Uh, and I think that's definitely um, something really important in terms of messaging. Yeah, a bit more authentic. authentic. Exactly, yeah. a bit more authentic um, as well. Um, a bit less uh, polished uh, than the great uh, video you can find from, from influencers. Um, and also stories have been fantastic for, for us in terms of, of discovery um, with the help of hashtag and, uh, and the use of location as well. So those elements that you need to think when you um, create your Instagram stories. Um, and also for events, we have events um, as well where we, um, we use the Instagram feed, but we use primary um, actually the, the Insta stories where we can post, you know, 10. 10 Insta stories within yeah, the yeah. day, within 24 hours. We know that they will anyway disappear after 24 hours. Yeah. And then and then we post one post or two posts in the feed where we actually ask people to say, hey guys, if you want to know more about that, just check out our stories. Yeah, and I think that's really interesting just on that is that, so from what I've heard from other brands is that um, they were using stories to tell people to drive traffic the other way to their feed um, just because they were worried that the story would obviously disappear and they were still prioritizing that feed post. Um, but look, I myself know for a fact that my stories get up almost twice the engagement that my feed posts get. And it's really interesting to hear that um, you guys are reverse engineering that in a sense to drive traffic because I guess traditionally with your um, social platforms like Facebook, you'd have your one post there, it would have a link, but Instagram, you could never add links to the post directly. You'd always have the single um, link in your bio. Um, but I guess now that it'd be good to know your take, I guess, on the power of stories and how they can drive traffic to a website. And you yeah. know, is that something that marketers, digital marketers should really be prioritizing? I definitely think so, Blackland. I definitely think that if you have one of the two things that allow you to have stories, the number one is either you are a verified Instagram user, which we are. Um, I'm not saying that's something easy to have, but I, I got it um, for the uni. Uh, and the second, if you don't are, if you're not verified user, you have to have above 10,000 10, yeah. um, 10, followers, which most of the times are easy for massive brands. Um, so, the way that we use stories to drive traffic is we try to create um, a, a funnel uh, in the way that we um, craft our messages and for instance if we have an event that we want people to register for it that might be you know from you know orientation open days whatever you can think of from from pers um, a perspective or current student perspective we um, create that series and then we say swipe up and they, they obviously go to the, to the website yeah um, what I've, I've seen and what we do is also um, add some tracking 
um, that you do. Um, yeah. and is that sure just that, through like something like Bitly or something like that? Yeah, Bitly or, or you know UTM tracking and, and make sure that you um, really follow where they are from and what they do after on, on your website. And yeah. um, also Instagram analytics will allow you to mm. see um, the number of swipe up as well. So I think if, if you have um, um, 10,000 plus or obviously Instagram user verified, just jump on that because that's a massive traffic driver um, as well. So yeah. Definitely. So what was your frequency be for stories versus regular feed posts. I kind of mentioned that before we post more stories than Insta feed because Insta feed days an algorithm. Insta story, I know that I've been told I've not really found any confirmation from Insta and please if you have um, let us know but I don't believe that Insta story um, have specific algorithm at this point therefore whatever you post if they go through their stories, they will see it. If you do post on Instagram feed, they are what, 20, 30, maximum 40% chance that they are going Correct. to see your um, your content. So that's why we leverage a bit more where at this stage there is no algorithm, yeah. but you know, things can, can change. So we definitely post um, um, once a day on the feed and you know more than once on the um, stories. Uh, and we really check when the people are also um, online and using the platform. Yeah. Therefore, that's why we make sure that if we post, let's say, you know, later at night where our audiences are online, we can, um, you know, um, we can really leverage um, that rather than posting within within the day and we kind of miss out um, when, when they are. So yeah. Definitely. Just on that, do you have any tools that you use for, because um, I know Buffer, like with the new, um, I guess, Instagram API, you can finally schedule Instagram posts, but is there anything that you can schedule stories yet? Is that no, thing? No, no, no. I definitely expect who to, no. to be honest. Yeah, um, so that's, that's, uh, that's a sugar for us. Now, obviously, we, um, we ask people to um, send through email and then we post automatically. So, yeah, they are, they are not such um, um, tool out there, I believe, for stories. Yeah. Maybe they are. In, oh, definitely. There's yeah. something got to be in the pipeline there for sure. Yeah, I yeah, think, sure. Um, there definitely will be such a need for that for digital marketing. Yes. Um, but I guess whilst on the topic of stories is do you have any kind of comparison for engagement rates or conversion rates from your stories um, versus feed posts again um, that you can give us? Um, not specifically number, uh, but then obviously yes, that's that's um, the engagement is a bit higher on our Insta story than, than feed, um, and I think as I mentioned before is you know the no algorithm um, effect, and also that try to post really um, when people are, are online, uh, and that's why the engagement is is a bit higher for us, and that's why we also drive a bit more um, you know traffic as well um, from stories versus versus the um, the feed post. So um, the, the um, I've read somewhere that um, some the, the engagement will be higher than the feed for the stories for now, but we never know how Facebook or Instagram will change um, all of the, Insta the the engagement as well. So yeah. that might obviously be a bit more challenging, yeah. but so far we are living in the dream uh, of Insta story with no algorithm. So just enjoy it until it lasts. Definitely. Do you find there's any particular um, stickers like location tags or at mentions that 
help drive more engagement to a sense or help you be more discoverable, um, obviously, but is there one that you would prioritize yourself as a marketer? No, not specifically. Um, obviously, there are different um, stickers uh, at the moment available for Insta stories. The, the, the most famous and the one that you have to use on most of your um, stories are um, the location, the hashtag, and the mention. Um, and now I believe that if you mention one Instagram account, they get a notification and then they can reshare. Yeah, it's cross post. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of cross post between and um, between um, accounts, which is fantastic for user-generated content because when they tag us, most of the time I just say, "Hey guys, can I reshare?" And yeah, then as opposed to having to try and save it or get them to send yeah, it to you directly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's um all native within the platform and yep. as much faster as well. Yep. Uh, I've seen that Qantas um, does that with yep. the oh, really? new cool. um, Wi-Fi um, feature in planes yep. and they say, please tag us and we reshare. Yep. And they have had a lot of people, you know, I'm tagging them in, in their stories and then Qantas reshares as there well. So, and yeah. I guess it kind of does come down to being more authentic as well because it looks more real, like it is user generated. So yeah, it's got that sense of... And there's also 10 times faster and so you don't really you know find new content that's obviously your people finding yeah. the new content so I think that's really good for, for that so back back to your question no no specifically um, no specific stickers combination but stickers no, I, I yeah. never tested that yeah. yet and I don't think I will um, <laughs> I, I think using the one that's relevant to your specific stories if you um, post about an event use the obviously um, hashtag of the event and, and the location but then if you want to uh, have um, promote a, a takeover um, either Insta takeover or Insta feed just you know, use the uh, mention um, sticker so it's definitely depending of what you need to tell to your there people. There you go. So, yeah. A really interesting one I've been trying to use um, recently on my personal account um, is so I'll normally add a hashtag on there. Um, so I, for instance, in my free time ride a bike, I'll put a hashtag on there that's bike riding. Um, but what I've been doing now is I've been adding multiple hashtags, but I've been shrinking them down to the point where they're almost not visible. And so that way you can fit five hashtags in there. Um, and of course, making sure that they're relevant so you're not gonna get blacklisted or anything like yeah. that. Um, but I've noticed that, yeah, there's quite a bit of a uh, bump in the engagement that I'm getting in that. Perfect, um, that's a really good really um, trick, I guess. I think I've, I've seen that from an Instagram expert that they say that's the same for the location. Um, yeah. But I never tested that. So yeah, it's a um, good, um, good, good trick. Definitely. Um, so are there any kind of features or anything on that kind of sticker topic that you're really excited to jump into or try as a brand or yourself personally? I think the Q&A or the one that you use the slider as, you know, um, you know do, you, do you find that animal cute or, you know, whatever. Um, I think it's pretty good because, you know, you can really test um, your, your your audience and ask them questions. Um, and also the, the, the choice um, um, as well is pretty good when you ask a question and there's, you know, answer A or answer B. And polls, yeah. Um, yeah. And polls, yeah. Exactly. That's the <laughs> word I was looking for. So, yeah, the polls, that's pretty good as well. And I think Insta is about to release that. Yeah, the actual um, Q&A Yeah, one. the yeah. actual Q&A. So, yeah. Question, yeah. open answer. I yeah. think that might be a bit tricky for trolls, I guess, but that's the best um, really um, um, market audience yeah. and really find a way to ask 
about anything and, and obviously the Instagram audience is really engaged with the platform and if they are engaged with your brand and the content that you post on, on your brand and platform they will necessarily engage with your content Definitely. and especially with your questions I think yeah. that one's going to do really well for artists in particular because um, I guess they always try and find what their most loyal fans want where they want to play what kind of music they want to create for them um, so I think being able to directly ask them that and get an authentic response I think that's going to be really powerful yeah. um, so I'm excited for that have you tested the new um, feature the music oh 100% yeah the day it came out I was on that I've, I've <laughs> not yet how, how do you um, so there's a downside to it amongst all the pluses um, so their catalogue of music is quite good because um, Facebook just partnered with like the four major labels so you can get quite a good range of um music to choose from the only downside is that my stories I've automatically cross posted to Facebook um, so I'm on Facebook stories so if you add a soundtrack you can't actually do that if you've got automatic cross posting to Facebook on for some reason it must just be the way that the API connects the two um, however I can choose a song and then record over the top um, but I think they're going to take out musically that's going to be one of the biggest things that's going to go I, I think, think so, yeah. like it's going to be quite a big competitor because um, I guess with uh, Instagram there's so many more stickers that you can add on to it you can tag friends you can you know you can live stream now with you video chat with four people at a time yeah. like I think that's so powerful with being able to add music that you can authentically create yourself on the selfie camera um, but at the same time I've just been enjoying um, if I'm out and about and Kind of, I want a theme song for my day or something. I can just include that in there. And like, if I'm taking a stroll, you know, I'll put a cool like Eminem song to it to make myself look a bit cooler. That's um, a good point. And if you allow me to quickly definitely. follow up about <coughs> integration between Insta and Facebook Stories, I think they have a lot of work to do because mm. sometimes, and especially back to the example of the swipe up, it doesn't work on Facebook no. Stories. Yeah. So. That's definitely something that they need to fix. I've read somewhere that they are about to fix that integration, especially for the swipe up, uh, but then also for the sticker. It doesn't work in that discoverability. The poll, the poll as well. Yeah, so all is, of those yeah. great... The bad experience, yeah. Exactly. All of those great features that they've developed on Insta is not accessible yet on Facebook stories. And back to what I said before, Mark Zuckerberg himself said, the future of social media is story Stories. and they're kind of you know really missing the point between the two biggest platforms on the planet so yeah and they also recently connected messenger as well Correct. with that so yeah because that was quite a mess i think yeah. uh, at the beginning because yeah. it was kind of you almost need a buffer for stories alone like so you know where to put your content um but one of the other big things as well that's recently came out is with Facebook posts, I can, even on desktop, I can upload a photo and you can now tick a box and it'll post that as a story automatically as well too, Correct. which is really cool. Correct. Um, yeah. And I guess that kind of comes down to being able to post landscape photos as well too, which um, you know, now we're seeing landscape photo ads, which we've talked about in the past. Yeah, and, um, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like it's just, it's a whole world and you can definitely see that they are prioritizing video images, every text now as well for stories. Like they're just, everything is going the way of the stories. Um, I think that's one of the, um, the, the, the biggest feature from, for, for the last, what, two or three years, I guess. Um, yep. I know that it was um, something that they borrowed from Snapchat, but I think Snapchat was not able to really uh, jump no, on honestly. what they created and really um, um, make a really successful product um, that, that 
Instagram did. Definitely. So, yeah. And just lastly on stories, have you seen any other brands that you've noticed that are doing stories really well? Yeah, um, the, the Brisbane local um, food, um, you Foods, is doing really great on, on Instagram stories. Is that uh, organic or paid? Organic. Organic, yeah. Um, I, I follow them and I like what they do and the way that obviously they um, you know, that's all about food, but that's not only the, the thing that they post. <laughs> they think a lot, yeah. they, they post a lot about, you know, the, the communities or the fam, yeah. as they call um, their members. And I think that's really great to see um, that brand doing such amazing thing on stories and not only posting beautiful um, video or photos of, of the food or, you know, re- reusing user-generated content, but also creating native content. I've seen the other day that they have... Um, uh, screenshot the next stories and then um, alight or uh, you know circle um, oh, yeah, you know what you want to eat uh, yeah, you know yeah, the, yeah. the next thing that you want to have in the menu for instance is that more Mexican food or Italian food so really they're cool. also you know asking the the fam um, <laughs> more feedback about the product in you know using stories yeah. so I think that has been really um, successful hopefully getting, for them so yeah getting them involved yeah um, exactly. what about on the paid front anything that you've seen stand out for you for that no not really um, I think the, my personal experience is when Insta Story released the ads couple of days after I got served a T2 um, ad um, mm. was for was obviously late last year on Christmas and it was a T2 um, advent calendar um, so every day you get a new new, new tea yeah. and actually bought it and it was the first um, T2 ad yeah. I, I got an yeah. Insta story ad I got and I just bought it and I was like sweet if every time I see an ad and I buy something from it on Insta stories I I think I would be poor, really, <laughs> but no, 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 no you're adapted. <laughs> yeah, not specifically. Um, I think we commented once on LinkedIn about you know the the, the fact that some people use brand or brand used stories and not really um, taking advantage of that full. Um, no, it's not native. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that really full experience. I'm sure that some people might have seen that. And I personally, as a marketer doesn't like it. No, I agree. However, yeah. some brands, as we mentioned, don't have the resources to create that, um, you know, vertical, full um, um, screen experience as well. So that's, that's a shortcut for, for some small businesses. Yeah, I think that, to be honest, most of them do it by accident because when they create an ad, they just leave it on auto placements and now Facebook's obviously running out of ad space, so they're trying to fill up anything they can. So yeah, I'm seeing a lot of those. Um, one quick one that I've just seen, um, like paid story that's been really good was High Smile, of course. Um, they tend to do quite well on anything paid just because a lot of it is user-generated content. But what really stood out to me is that I guess I've grown immune to, I guess being a digital marketer, seeing story ads. Because as soon as I see a long timeline, I just assume that's one post, it's an ad, yeah. I'll just swipe yeah. across automatically as opposed to seeing like an influencer who'll have, you know, 20 different posts, they're quite small tabs. Um, but Smile, what they'll do is they're taking advantage of the three different stories that yeah. you can post at once. Um, and the stories themselves, as you mentioned, are a nice funnel. So it'll have two kind of user-generated videos and then it'll have one with a uh, strong CTA at the end. Um, so it makes it seem a bit more authentic and then there's the kind of sell at the end. Um, but like that just really stood out to me. And, um, no, definitely. I think that okay. there is yeah. a lot of power for brands yeah. to do that. So let's change the direction of everything here. Um, we've had some good talk on social media and Instagram stories. 
Um, but let's hear a little bit more about you and personal branding because I know that this is something that we're both really passionate about and I personally think that digital marketers need to be able to market themselves before anything else um, and there's so much value that can be drawn from building a personal brand. Um, so tell us about like what you're doing with your personal brand. I know you've got a website yourself, a bit of a blog that you do um, freelance work for as well too. Do you want to tell us how that started and what you're doing with it? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think I started in 2013. Um, sounds like a long time ago. And the reason, the primary reason I started my website was for um, job um, search. Um, I needed a job and I was obviously not known in Brisbane, so you know, among doing other stuff such as going to networks, events and, and that kind of stuff, I um, also built that website um, to display what I was capable to do at the time and also um, starting blogging and what I did in 2013 uh, and I keep doing that in 2018 and try to stick in one blog a month. Um, it has been challenging sometimes but I think the blog and, and the website really um, keeps me um, the, the fingers on the pulse to keep having a look every single day, every single week at what's going on and yeah. say, oh, you know, I can write a blog post about Stand that. So, you know, yeah. let us post a podcast because I love podcasts. And I like to be part of a podcast. <laughs> right Here we are. Um, so, yeah, so it's really um, keeping me updated on, on everything and really forced me to, um, to, to, you know, share my two cents with the world. And, and also that um, at the time, it helped me with writing in English, which was mm. always a struggle, which is also... <laughs> Struggling now, but yeah, I think that's um, that's you know the, the main reason I've got that that website. Yeah, definitely. So I guess why do you think personal branding is so important these days, and like why now? Why not the past ten years? Like, yeah, I mean, everyone um, everyone is a brand. Uh, I know it sounds a bit cliche. I saw to say you that. share that, and that um, really resonated with me. I think everyone is a brand in some ways. People might think, oh, you know, I'm not doing social media, so therefore I don't need to have a per to have a personal brand. Yes and no. I think you know my wife. Um, 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 you know, uh, is a painting conservator. Uh, so she restores painting, and she needs also a personal brand. And I've got some friends that they um they have you know design um freelance um, businesses, and they need also a personal brand. So everyone needs someone or something. Sorry to um really tell the world of who they are and what they do. So that might be through a website, a podcast you know a YouTube channel or yeah. I think that's really important to stand out of the crowd as well um, if, whether if you search for a new job or if you really want to be seen as an, a thought leader so it has worked for me and hopefully that will work um, even more in the future uh, but I think that's really important as well to um, also um, you know, I think that personal brand is really important for, for your skills mm, and definitely. really um, really sharpen all those skills that, that you yep. might have and, and really share all of that. So yep. it's not a personal brand to me is not a show off. Yeah, no, no. I it's, mean, that's definitely, you know, in the world that we live in, you have to share what you are capable of, of doing. Or no, whether, or no. If, yeah, whether you do social media or you do, you know, web design or art restoration. Definitely. And look, you know, I noticed that, um, so I run a blog myself, as you're yep. listening to it right now. Um, and I guess I started that in my early years of digital marketing, um, which was not that long ago. And um, I noticed that it was a big help in terms of, like, learning how to optimize blog posts. Um, 
learning how to operate WordPress, like that's a really valuable skill that you know any entry-level digital marketer should know. Um, learning how to engage with your audience, how to build email campaigns, um, like there is so many valuable skills that you can learn out of building a personal brand. Although it might seem like fun and like it's not difficult to a degree, like there is definitely a practical sense to that. And I think that's the long-term reward of a personal brand. Um, amongst other things, but have you seen any kind of long-term rewards yourself from since day dot of starting a personal brand to where you are now? Like, has there been any clients you've won through it or is there any payoffs or anything like that? Yeah, not really long-term um, results yet because, you know, I know even I mentioned that was a long time ago. It was not that long time ago yeah. as well. Um, but for, for my freelance activity, not really because the way I, I got new clients um, is through former colleagues or okay, yeah. managers or you know through the people you know really word of mouth uh, then obviously they can go to my website to check what what I'm yeah. doing as well and what I can do for them uh, but not really um, getting a specific um, like use of my website to yeah get new clients yeah um, that's more yeah as I said word of mouth yeah um, but yeah but it was there to kind of back up exactly and itself, yeah I think even search a job or not, people will Google your name. Oh, 100%. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I thought, you know what, that's better to own your name uh, on, on Google than somebody else owning your, your name and, and your reputation. So that's, that was also one of the, the criteria I said, you know, let's buy your, your first name, last name.com. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I should have only bought Flo Lemos and not Florent Lemos, <laughs> but anyway, years after. Yeah. Uh, but I think that was also the time that um, you just need to have like a really um, positive um, Google presence as well. So uh, I think yeah. that's definitely something. And that's what, um, a, a custom domain name is $30 a year. I think $15 yeah. these days. Like, so yeah, yeah. just do it um, yeah. because that, that would be the best thing and it would be the best thing for, for you in the future. So, yeah. yeah, ironically, I need to buy my domain. So this uh, after this episode, I'll go home and do this. <laughs> I think so. Um, so I guess a lot of my audience is kind of younger um, digital marketers, early stage in their career. Um, do you have any kind of quick wins for them or ways or advice that they could start developing their personal brand today? Like... Yes, uh, I think be on, as I mentioned, be on the platform that you want mm. to tell your message. Obviously, if you are not um, after, uh, I know, if you don't want to have your own website and your own blog, don't do it. Um, you know, if you are really good with video and, and you know, your mobile and YouTube, you know, be, be on, on, that on, on, on that platform. So I think the, the, um, one of the only advice I can give is be on the platform that you want to tell your message rather than be on where people can expect you. Obviously, yeah. if you want to be seen as um, a thought leader on social media, um, you know, you might want to be on LinkedIn and post on using the, the, the LinkedIn blog feature, but then you can be, you know, as fantastic as um, LinkedIn on YouTube or actually Insta Story as well. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, just be be on the platform that you really want to tell your message. Yeah. Where also your um, future employer or your your audience mm, um, are as well. But then yeah. and, you know be on the platform for for the sake of it. So yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's really good because um, I guess there is so many platforms these days that it can be quite daunting as to 
where to put your content. And I think that's really powerful that, you know, you create specific content for specific platforms um, because going back to stories, like if you're going to make a video on YouTube, you need to make sure that if you're going to put that in your stories, then it needs to be horizontal and not yeah. vertical. Yeah. Like, um, so yeah, that's definitely really important. Um, but look, I guess we kind of covered everything on personal branding as well, but is there any last words of wisdom that you had for any of the listeners out there, social media, personal branding, anything? Um, as, as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm a huge fan of podcasts, and I think, you know, back to um, what you just said and the previous topic, um, personal brand, podcast is a fantastic platform to be on. First to listen, like listen to podcasts every single day if you can to really um, get new knowledge, new skills. Um, and also for you, if you want to have a podcast as you do, Lachlan, um, that's really important to share your, your message and you know meet new people and get new skills as I mentioned. So podcasts are really good for, for, for brands um, in Australia now uh, and that's, yeah, that's one of the hottest uh, medium um, to um, tell everything or tell your message but also for brands to be as um, advertisers as well because yeah. I'm sure that um, if I ask you what was the um, latest ad um, you have seen on TV you don't really remember <laughs> maybe you know an Insta story but I bet you that you know for podcasts oh, 100%, 100%. because that's yeah. obviously you have the brain space to listen and commit to 40 minutes as you are doing now listener um, for, for something rather than being a bit, um, you know, off, offside uh, when you watch TV, mm, you're yeah. really focused when you watch actually or when you listen to a podcast. As yeah. Well, so, yeah. Um, and I guess wrapping things up, where can we find more about you? Social so you can find my website, um, florentlemons.com uh, and you can also find me on LinkedIn as well. Beautiful. Well, that's it, guys. Um, huge thanks to Flo for tuning in for this episode. Um, and if you've got any questions at all, be sure to comment in the post here um, or reach Flo on his website there.